0: Hello and welcome to the Holistic Nutritionist podcast with your hosts Natalie K Douglas, Thyroid Healer and Kate Callahan, the Holistic Nutritionist. Nat and Kate are degree qualified dietitians and nutritionists, certified fitness instructors, speakers and authors. If you love unfiltered banter, unedited bloopers and authentic heart sharing, then we are your ladies. Now it's time to sit back, relax, and get ready for our latest tips on living your healthiest life possible.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I always think that I should check what episode number it is, and I always forget, but it's 60-something. Do you agree? It's 60-something?
2: maybe. Was it 69 last time?
1: No, it wasn't 69. Trust (laughs) me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh my god, I was going to tell my my really funny story, but I realised I can't on this podcast. Never mind. Um, No, no, I really (laughs) can't tell it this week. Um, Anyway, how are you? I'm good. I'm good,
2: thank you. What's
1: been happening in your world? What do you have to update us on?
2: Uh, I turned 35 last week.
1: Oh! Oh, I thought you said it's 10.35 and I'm like great but I realized you said 35.
2: <laughs> I happy turned 35. Last week. How do hey. you feel?
1: I feel really good.
2: Fabulous. I feel really good actually. I feel life is good. I'm in a good place and yeah I feel energized and happy and content with everything that I have and grateful for everything that I have and life well, is good. good.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. It's funny age like I don't I've never really cared what I, I, mean, I'm still young, so maybe that's why I don't care. <laughs> but Like I've never, I, re, like, I feel like I'm not going to be someone that really cares too much about the number. But I love, my, my husband's older than me and he really like, um, I tease him a lot about like, I make old man jokes all the time. He's not that much older than me. I think As is older than you, than he is than me. Um, Bowen's six years older than me. But, yeah,
2: as is 12 years older than me.
1: Yeah, he has like a, a thing about being old sometimes. And I'm like, you're not actually old, but it's just like I feel like I make him feel old. <laughs> I'm so mean. Guys, don't, don't do that. I, I'm a bully. Just to my husband, though. Everyone else I'm nice to. <laughs> um, uh, but that's all that's new with me. What's new with you? Um, oh, a lot, actually. So I moved houses or apartments, rather um and that was so my husband said to me the night before he went away on a surf trip that you know it would be fine i don't think i knew if i would actually do it it would be fine if i went out and found a place for us to rent for 6 months before we purchase and i was like because i really wanted to do that and um i don't know if he thought i was actually going to do it or not but then the 2 weeks while he's away partly to distract myself because i actually was quite anxious when um when he went away, I, I was convinced something was going to happen to him. He was just on a surf trip in Indonesia, but I just have this real insecurity around people's safety that I love. So I'm working on it, but it's a thing. And so to distract myself, which again, probably wasn't the best tactic, but I went out and found a place for us to rent. So I spent, so I went, anyone who's gone looking for rental properties, you just, it's like a marathon and I found one and then in my head like he got back on the Sunday and so I was like well like logically we could move in on the Monday and so I made us move in on the Monday right after he got back from his overseas trip and um, it was quite funny because that's very much my personality I'm like as soon as I decide something I'm like all right let's just make it happen right now Mm -hmm. and Bone is more like, let's plan it out, let's think about it, let's make sure we have a strategy around it and then we'll think about it, then we'll do it. And so it was really quite funny, just the contrast. But he, he took it in his stride and we have settled in now after many uh, carrying furniture back and forth and getting everything sorted. So that's been good. Um, we're also just about to launch the next round of Thyroid Rescue. So next Wednesday night at 7 p.m., We're having a free live webinar, Um, so anyone who's interested in thyroid health um, and wanting to hear more about how I actually heal people's thyroids, I'll actually be going through the step-by-step process that I use in clinical practice every day and giving you guys heaps of information about the thyroid rescue program, um, what's included. Um, and you'll also have an opportunity to ask me as many thyroid related questions or other questions as you want. Um, so yeah, there's no, you don't have to sign up after listening to it. It's, it's just a free webinar to listen to. So um, to sign up for that, you can just go to my website, nataliekdouglas.com and click on thyroid rescue up the top and sign up um, and it will be recorded. That's another question people have been asking. So it will be recorded. So if you sign up, like you still have to sign up to get the recording um, that will be sent probably the day or so after the webinar. And what else? Um, I feel like they're the main things, to be honest, I'm going to my stepbrother's wedding this weekend. That's that's about it. Yeah. In the Hunter Valley. I've never been to the Hunter Valley. Can you believe that? I live in Sydney and what I do never you mean? Been, I've never been to the Hunter Valley because I don't really like wine. I know. I know,
2: but I just it's okay to not like wine.
1: I know, but I've ne- Well, like, isn't that why people go? Like, to go in <laughs> <entires? laughs>
2: like, Yeah.
1: You're like, oh, yeah, guilty as charged. <laughs> so that's all that's new with me. Um, but today we're doing another Q&A because they're so fun and it also means we're answering your questions that you actually want answers to. Um, so, Kate, are you ready for the q and I think so. Me too. I actually haven't, i only, I've just popped the questions down, but I haven't actually read them all yet. So you're truly getting a live answer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're organized. We
1: are. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, it's been a very, very busy <laughs> uh, month. So we'll just let ourselves off the hook. Okay. So the first question is what are our best tips in managing rosacea? So Kate, I might start with just a couple of then You can chime in with whatever else you want to add. My first thought when I think of rosacea is that it is a autoimmune condition. So when someone presents to me with rosacea, I want to think about how do I actually modulate their immune system and calm it down. So I'm thinking an anti-inflammatory diet. So, you know, rich in fruits and vegetables, good quality um, animal protein, healthy fats, um, and mainly like focusing on eliminating those really pro-inflammatory foods like sugar, alcohol, um, dairy is a big one with rosacea ro- 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 sha- ro- sha- <laughs> ro- sha- or any skin conditions um, and gluten and industrial seed oils um, would be the main, or oh, and soy actually would be the other thing that definitely I think of with skin stuff. Um, so that's what I would be doing supplement wise. Um, I'd be using things like vitamin D, um, zinc is really, really helpful uh, a high, a good quality fish oil, or you can use cod liver oil as well because it has the benefits of having vitamin A, vitamin D, and the omega threes in there. And a, um, if I, I, don't think I said it already, curcumin. So a really good um, bioavailable curcumin to bring down that inflammation as well. Kate, I feel like I stole a lot of the really easy <laughs> 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 Do
2: you have anything to add to that, Souls? I won't do that to you for the next question. <laughs> That's okay. Um, no, I agree. I agree that it's, I think there's that strong autoimmune link and definitely related to inflammation in the body. There's also some chat about it being caused or at least contributed to by a mite so that might be something to look into as well. Um, but I think the, the effect of the mite is what the mite, do- the, the, mite, the mite does to the immune system and to the gut bacteria, which then has that flow-on effect through the gut-skin axis to trigger that rosacea. So that's one pathway that I would look down. Um, definitely autoimmune protocol if you've got quite severe rosacea. So if the dairy-free, gluten-free... Um, soy-free diet isn't cutting it look into autoimmune paleo so going a little bit more restrictive with the diet for um, about 30 days to see how things go so removing more of those um, potential allergens like eggs nuts and seeds and um, yeah the, the things that are really good for you yeah. <laughs> but also while you remove those including foods that are going to be really nourishing for the skin so Sardines, if you can stomach them, are going to be so incredible for skin health and decreasing inflammation because they're rich in those essential fatty acids. I good essential we can fatty speak acids. Today. <laughs> so much trying to roll, and because they're so rich in those essential fatty acids, those omega-3 fatty acids that control that um, inflammatory pathway. They're going to decrease the inflammation. And all, you know, your essential fatty acids are also really nourishing for the skin. So double whammy with the sardines if you can get them in. If not, wild caught salmon with the bone in and the skin in, if possible. Really looking after gut health because of that gut-skin axis connection and because of the immune system mostly being in your gut. So thinking about bone broths daily, thinking about fermented foods if you tolerate them. Now, some people if there's a histamine link with the rosacea, might not tolerate fermented foods.
1: Mm, I (laughs) actually (laughs) see... (laughs) So disregard. No, um, You're right. It it can get quite complicated, can't it? But I actually see... I'm glad you... I don't know why I didn't say gut in the first place, but I actually see a lot of psoriasis, eczema and rosacea in my SIBO patients. um, So small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And often when we clear that up, the skin clears up. And same deal with any kind of dysbiosis or parasite. But because I treat a lot of SIBO, I definitely see that. I definitely see skin stuff a lot. Um, And as you said, there is that such, you know, tight link between the gut and the skin and also the immune system. So it's really about modulating all of them and doing everything that you can to decrease any stress on either of, on any of those systems.
2: Totally. And, And as you said, I know you were talking about stress on the systems in terms of, um, SIBO and things, but psychological stress as well really needs to be managed because that can be a big trigger of inflammation and a big trigger of rosacea. So incorporating stress management every single day, think about incorporating 10 minutes of meditation. I love the One Giant Mind app, some deep belly breathing, incorporate yoga, get outside, spend some time in nature. Um, For some people with rosacea, sun can help. For some it can trigger (laughs) an inflammatory Mm. response. So see see what you can handle sun might be helpful for you if it's not don't push it
1: um on that light side of things uh, red light therapy or blue light therapy can also be really helpful but obviously go and see someone that can help with that although one device that i have a very uh that i could speak really highly of are the juve lights we're not sponsored by them although that would be amazing um mm-hmm. the juve lights and um i've had a lot of success using those with some of my clients and also with my mom she didn't have rosacea but she had um a skin cancer cut out on her nose that wasn't healing and red light therapy and blue light therapy can be really helpful and healing to um the skin side of things so definitely look into that um anything else
2: Um I would so topically I would think about some really gentle essential oils, so frankincense might be helpful for you. Tea tree can be helpful for irritated skin. Um and maybe some lavender as well.
1: And would you dilute it in fractionated coconut oil or would you dilute it in something else? Like do you ever find that people react to coconut oil?
2: Yeah, definitely. Some people can. Um so I would use I would try something like a jojoba. Um and see, do a patch test first to see if you tolerate it. Um, it's just a little bit richer and a little bit more nourishing for the skin. Jojoba. Do you know what actually is amazing for what? the skin and it's just been released? Is turmeric essential oil.
0: Oh,
1: lovely.
2: It stinks, I'm gonna ask it's I'm going to
1: ask the question because I feel like someone will.
2: Is yeah. it yellow? Does it make your skin yellow? Have you seen no. it? Yeah. No, I have seen it. I have seen <laughs> it. It doesn't make your skin yellow. No, because you dilute it a fair bit.
1: Okay. Cool. Good. Glad we clarified that. Um, All right. So I'm going to ask the next question and you get first dibs on the answer Mm -hmm. because I did the first one. So (laughs) the next question is, I feel, not me, but actually I do feel a little bit stressed, but (laughs) I feel (laughs) stressed, nauseous and tired. I think my adrenals are exhausted. What should I do?
2: Reverse those feelings by sleeping and managing your stress. No, um, I will go into a little bit more. So, <laughs> You're being exhausted. We've spoken about this before, and I think we have a whole podcast on um, adrenal fatigue, which is not an actual term. Um, what it's actually called is, are oh, my words going to work? Hey. Hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis dysregulation. So, to speak a little bit slowly for that one. Like so HPA dysregulation. basically what that means is there's a little bit of miscommunication or excess firing between your brain and your adrenal glands. And there's been too much output of your stress hormones for too long. So chronic stress cortisol has been pumped out too long and it's run out, not run out essentially, but that's what it feels like because you've just been pushing things too hard for too long. Um, Is that how you would describe it in layman's terms, Nat?
1: Um, Yeah. Like it's really, I mean, there's so much information and misinformation out there around adrenal fatigue. And I think the, like, I like cringe every time I have to say adrenal fatigue because your adrenals, as Kate, like it's not really, as Kate said, it's not really adrenal fatigue because they don't get tired. Like there are extremes, like there are Cushing syndrome and Addison's disease, in which case the adrenals are the ones, you know, malfunctioning. But in the case of the in-between that, which is what most people are talking about when they're talking about, quote unquote, adrenal fatigue, we're talking about attacks, you know, HPA axis attacks, that kind of brain and endocrine system because we've burnt out. So it's more that, yeah, your your body's just under a lot of stress and it can't regulate the amount of um, cortisol it's putting out at the right time. So there's often a dysregulation in the pattern or the amount. And there is actually a way, a really awesome test that you can do to see whether your problem is that you don't produce enough overall or whether it's getting deactivated to cortisone, which is like the inactive form of cortisol or whether it's just that your pattern is off. And I find that really, really helpful because it, it changes treatment in some ways. So um, it's called the Dutch, Dutch adrenal test and it's, you can get it through a private practice practitioner um, if they have an account with them um, and if they know how to interpret the results, obviously. So it's a really awesome test. I use it with some of my clients who are in that situation and we're doing the basics of, you know, starting to make sure you're, reducing your stress, sleeping more, um, not overdoing the exercise when all the basics don't work, then it can be something that's really, really helpful. Or if you just have money to spend, then it's a great, it's a great insight and can be really motivating when you actually see what's going on. Um, and that was a massive tangent, but anyway, (laughs) like continue on the, what to do.
2: (laughs) I'm not asking you any more questions. Yeah, don't Don't do it. Or just like, give me a time limit. And stop, <laughs> so, in terms of what should I do, as Nat said, get tested if you think that there is something deeper going on, but really, it is coming back to the basics and those things that we don't often want to do we just want a pill to get that quick fix but you really need to go back to that stress management on a daily basis really making it a priority because the longer you leave it the worse it's going to get so meditating twice a day if you can making time for that sleeping probably longer so going to bed early sleeping as long as you can sleeping in a cool dark room have a look at our sleep podcast for tips on that Um, you might even find that if it's, if it's possible for you to do so, even if it's just on the weekends, having a nap during the day, just a 20 minute nap can help as well. Um, supplementation wise. I do like ashwagandha, not just because I like saying ashwagandha, but because ashwagandha. It's, ashwagandha. But it's a really wonderful support for your adrenal glands. It's an adaptogen. It's, um, and most, well, I, I, most people I have come across have tolerated it really, really well um, reducing things that are going to be a stress on that HPA system. So caffeine, sorry, alcohol, sorry, Hanging out with friends that stress you out.
1: Oh, I was just about to say that. <laughs> sorry, not sorry.
2: <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Really choosing your choosing the people you hang around really wisely. And this goes for, for not just people who are struggling with um, HPA dysregulation, but in general. Mm. Don't hang around with people who stress you out or who are all whingy and wham, wham, wham. Yeah. Or follow,
1: <laughs> don't follow people on Instagram that Yeah like make you feel like you should be doing more or differently or whatever. That can be an absolute stress as well. Cause if you're like, I'm going to relax more and lie down on the couch more, but then you start scrolling Instagram and all these people are coming up, triggering the shit out of you, then it's really not going to be
2: at all helpful. So make sure you yes. do a bit of an Insta clean out too. Don't follow or hang around people who trigger the shit out of you is what Matt just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, eat carbs. Eat carbs in a regular basis um, every three to four hours, not just carbs, have a well-balanced meal, but include carbohydrates because that is going to help uh, calm that adrenal response and reduce any unnecessary release of cortisol. Um, if we're going too low carbohydrate, then we can we can make our own glucose, which is the argument from the low carb camp. But to do so, we release cortisol to break down the stored glucose. So you want to minimize that output of cortisol, your stress hormone my eating regular carbohydrates and keeping your protein intake really well balanced. And obviously including fats as well, all the things, whole food diet um, essential oils. There's a really wonderful one that doTERRA do called Aroma Touch. It's incredible. Diffuse it in the evening or make a topical blend and apply it to uh, your lower back over your adrenal area. They sit on top of your kidneys and it's really very nourishing for that system.
1: I love it. Um, and actually, when I was just thinking there, she wrote that she feels nauseous. Sounds to me like low blood sugar, to be honest, mm. um, with the rest of the picture that's going on. So um, I agree with you, Kate, around the, you know, just balanced meals, nothing, nothing really high carb, nothing really low carb, nothing extreme, just everything balanced. And the other thing that I often get people to do is to actually have a high protein breakfast, so about 25 to 30 grams of protein um in their breakfast which um is you know doable like you can't just have like oatmeal and expect it to get there but you can be intentional about it like having leftovers for breakfast within about 30 to 45 minutes of getting up can really help stabilize your blood sugar so um you could do, if you're if you are having eggs you could do um you know two eggs and maybe some smoked salmon or other leftover animal protein to get up to 30 because two eggs wouldn't be 30 grams. It'd be something like, I don't know, 15 or something. Um, and, or you could do like a chia, put a chia seed pudding and put in some collagen powder or some, um, hemp or pea protein powder or whatever protein powder works best with you. Um, what else could they do? Kate? Oh, banana pancakes, like two eggs, Mm -hmm. one banana, add some collagen powder to that as well. Um, lots of little things you can do, but just trying to make sure that you're not doing any form of fasting or anything like that.
2: Yep. Um, You know what? Yeah. Really irrelevant. I don't like smoked salmon.
1: Don't you? I I do, but not if I don't feel like it's one of those foods you've got to feel like, um, like you can't just be like, oh yeah, I guess I'll just have some smoked salmon. It's like, no, it has to be like, I want smoked salmon right now. (laughs) <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> i am going to put too much salt on it like i like i love salt i've nothing against salt but like i don't want to feel like i'm eating the ocean like i just want it to be like oh the ocean in a subtle sense <laughs> i should be a food critic no i shouldn't i'm terrible i don't have any table manners i actually never learned how to use knives and like i'm not i can use it but i just i really like if i could just eat with my hands all the time i probably would Clean hands, but it's true. I'm like a five-year-old still. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next question. Okay. Oh, um, wait. Wait. One more thing. Um, with the adrenal stuff, um, I don't know if you said it, but I was going to say vitamin C, B vitamins, magnesium, also my faves.
2: Yes. Cool. All right. We can move on now. All right. Question three. Does your thyroid program, that's you, Nat, no, does your thyroid thing. program help someone with adrenal issues or gut issues as well?
1: Okay. So... Yes, because what's happening in the program is, I mean, honestly, I could have named it, um, you know, adrenal rescue as well, because (laughs) what's happening is that we're actually to heal the thyroid, you have to heal the gut you have to heal the adrenals and you have to, you have to support the liver. So in the thyroid rescue program, we actually go through um, four kind of broad different phases. So we go through a gut reset um, phase where we do a bit of an elimination reintroduction, really focus on gut healing foods. And there's also additional quizzes that you can do to identify whether you have an overgrowth or imbalance or a parasite and subsequent testing that you can opt to um, purchase as well in order to get treatment for that. We also go through a um, an adrenal support phase where we really focus on a lot of these things that me and Kate have just talked about. Um, and then we also go through a liver support phase, um, which is really about, how do we upregulate the detoxification in our system and um, support ourselves our removing toxins, etc. cetera. Um, and then we also support female sex hormones through that because the thing is in the body is everything is linked. Um, and I obviously couldn't just name my program thyroid, adrenal, gut, hormone support program because it's not really specific enough, but the logic is that in order to heal a thyroid, you have to heal the whole system. So I have found that um, a lot of my clients, just like a lot of my clients one-on-one prior to this, I will take them through the same process, whether they have thyroid issues or not, as in um, if they present with any kind of burnout or um, gut imbalances, they'll go through a very similar process. Um, and so yes, the, the short answer to that, which is obviously never what I give is (laughs) (laughs) yes, it absolutely can. So listen to the webinar and you'll, um, you'll get some insights there and you can jump on and ask some questions if, if that hasn't answered your question or flick me an email, but yeah, it does. So I'll ask the next question. Um, is there such a thing as too much fiber getting a lot on a vegan diet? So I definitely have something to say about this, but you go. Do you? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Surprised? Is is there such a thing as too much fiber? Yeah, I think so. Um, But it's going to be different for everyone. I think take a note of your poop. Um, Mm -hmm. If if it's looking like you're getting any malabsorption or indigestion, um, undigested food in your stool, oily slick on the stool, what would
1: that look like like what do you mean by not digested food so people know what to look out for
2: so if you're looking at your poo you see any chunks of food in your poo so it's not just a brown log mm. <laughs> <laughs> you see some chunks
1: I love
2: my yeah yeah i did a whole um a whole talk a live for our uh, one of our callers groups the other day i'm looking at poo i don't know if anyone's actually started looking at their poo but hopefully they will Anyway, people, look at your poo. I talk about this in my book as well. Um, but, yes, so it would look like undigested food in the stool, really large and fluffy and kind of... mucusy. <laughs> mucusy, yeah. Like
1: shiny. If it looks real shiny and mucusy, then often it's indicating inflammation in your digestive tract, which can be because the fibre is irritating. It could be other reasons too. Yes.
2: Yes. So take a notice of that. Take a notice of... Um, how your digestion is as well so are you getting a lot of gas are you getting a lot of bloating that might be a sign of too much fiber Um, are you chewing your food properly so that could be if you're not chewing your food properly that can also trigger these symptoms Um, but if you notice these symptoms then pull back and play around with things and see how you go but Nat has something to add We've got um, <laughs> that's cut <off> at 30 <laughs> seconds, people. Oh
1: my God, no, you can't. It makes me anxious. <laughs> oh, where's my frankincense? It's actually here. <laughs> How funny. Um, so no, I agree with everything you said around that. And I, I think that it, it really does depend. So if you feel like you're getting any symptoms, as Kate said, like digestive symptoms, and it often means that maybe that you're having too much fiber or the other side of things is that something is fermenting that fiber um, that shouldn't be as in there might be an overgrowth of bacteria or um, an intolerance there that you need to actually look at. The other thing I think also comes into play here is where are you getting all your fiber from? Like, is it, if it's mainly veggies and fruit, then this is less of a problem. But if you're getting a lot of your fiber from grains then you have to consider that there's a lot of things that are really hard to digest and that can also bind up other nutrients in your food. So I would suggest that if you are having a lot of grains or a lot of legumes, um, you can easily make them more bioavailable and easily digested and less of a problem by actually soaking them and or sprouting them. So generally speaking, soaking things um, for a 24-hour period in some kind of acidic medium like lemon juice or apple cider vinegar can really help and then if you can be bothered to sprout or you really are on a vegan diet then um, I would say sprouting is important um, so yeah that's where I'd, I'd kind of add into that but I think that's it I mean I could go on forever about gut health and fiber and blah 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 but I feel <laughs> like I've, I've done my 30 seconds
2: plus some <laughs> Oh, boy. That's okay. good. That's good. Um, all right. So can probably answer this one quite quickly, how yep. would you recommend restoring gut health after a very strong course of antibiotics?
1: Okay. So first of all, when you're taking antibiotics, I'd recommend taking Saccharomyces boulardii at about um, 500 milligrams a day. Um, you can actually take that safely alongside antibiotics after um, antibiotics i'd recommend continuing the saccharomyces boulardii for about a month like four weeks or so and doing a probiotic but also more importantly um, focusing on eating some prebiotic foods because if you put the probiotics in they're just transient unless you actually feed them so that means um, you can either do it through dietary diet sources like cooked and cooled potatoes is a good source of resistant starch Um, Plenty of fruits and vegetables for fiber, um, or you can use, which I often do for some people, is use a fiber-based product like partially hydrolyzed guar gum, arab. Oh my God, I can never. Arabina lactose.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I prescribe them all the time, and I'm like, I'll just write it in your notes. Anyway, hmm. um, those um, you can use. Goss, you can use FOS, um, which are galacto oligosaccharides and I probably wouldn't use floss as much. I use Goss more Um, or what was the last one I was going to say? No, I would mainly use those to be honest. So lots of options. Did you have anything to add, Kate? Oh, what about healing, sealing the gut lining?
2: Oh, yes. Bone broth. Yep.
1: Collagen, (laughs) bone broth, slippery elm, marshmallow, aloe. All those things. um, All those things. Glutamine. Glutamine. All right. Should we answer... One more question. You can pick one from the rest that remain that might be a quick one to answer. We can probably do the next two. Okay. All right. Let's oh, do it. I'll, I'll, we go. Yeah. All right. I'll cool. ask the next one. So my cycle is usually 35 to 40 days long. What would this
2: indicate? So that would usually indicate a long follicular phase because so the follicular phase is the first half or part So it's the pre-ovulation phase of your menstrual cycle um, because your luteal phase will never be any longer than, say, 16 days unless you're pregnant. It's usually more around 12 to 14 days. Um, So if your cycle is 35 to 40 days, it means you have a really long follicular phase, um, which is quite common if you have um, polycystic ovarian syndrome or if you're healing from hypothalamic amenorrhea. Um, so, some things you can do to help shorten that would be stress management, number one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> something else that I have found really helpful, two things would be seed cycling. So, in the first Well, seed cycling linked with Lunarception. So Lunarception, I have a blog post about Lunarception, which is basically syncing your cycle with the moon. Um, So it involves sleeping in complete darkness most of the month. um, And then the day before, the day of, and the day after the full moon, you sleep with your curtains open.
1: I love
2: it. Sorry. (laughs) I have the questions in front of me and I see you writing something on there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm writing to link the blog post. There's a robot on my computer. (laughs) Um, so using that lunarception to help shorten your cycles that can be really helpful um and sinking seed cycling with that so from the new moon to the full moon you have stop writing (laughs) check your poo from the new moon to the full moon you'll have a tablespoon each of flax seeds and pumpkin seeds and from the full moon to the new moon you'll have a tablespoon each of sunflower seeds and sesame seeds (laughs) (laughs) it's it's just written on here check your poo Kate.
1: i've clearly (laughs) grown up you're so immature
2: (laughs) (laughs) something else that can help (laughs) something else else that can help is using clary calm essential oil from doTERRA so inside and outside of your right ankle can be really supportive it's got some hormone supportive essential oils in there
1: i love it that's really actually like i'm not going to add anything because we are like running close to time but i think you answered that perfectly and with my immature banter in the background on our notes so good 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 job um okay so well this one this question is definitely for you <laughs> i'm not going to read out what you wrote um next question is best tips for staying sane the first few weeks postpartum
2: so, okay
1: go what right. you, what would you recommend <laughs>
2: I was going to say, what did you do? But I... questions In case you start writing other things.
1: <laughs> Good idea. Um,
2: so first and foremost, so first pregnancy with Olivia, I did not stay sane at all. I, I, was, a, I was a mad woman. Um, so the first thing I would say is set your expectations really, really low because then the only way is up. So expect to get no sleep. Expect, expect a crying baby. Expect to be changing nappies all the time. Expect that baby to have wind. Expect the worst. Because the only way is up from there. If you expect it to be all rainbows and butterflies and just cuddling this beautiful little baby and, oh, they sleep all the time, then they might do that. But you could also be in for a rude shock, which I think can be a potential trigger for um, mental health struggles. Mm. So just don't plan anything. In those first few weeks, just sit yourself down on a chair, get a nice comfy chair and hang out with baby. In that evening time, they're probably going to cluster feed, which means they're just going to hang out on your boob for hours on end, going from one side to the other in between. You might give them a little wind. So with Olivia, when she was going through that, I would spend hours in her bedroom in the dark trying to get her to sleep. Like, oh my God, you need to be asleep now. With Ed, I parked up on a chair I put suits on and just let him go.
1: Mm.
2: (laughs) So just really giving yourself a break and not expecting to get anything done at all. Especially those first few months, that is kind of the the fourth trimester. So it's all about really bonding with your baby and not, not expecting to really get out of the house or do too much or achieve too much at all. Don't worry about the cleaning, get someone else to do the cooking, just you and bubs skin on skin. Um, At the same time, do try to get outside and get some sunshine. So whether that is um, by yourself, even if it's just for half an hour a day, so your partner or a friend can hold bubs or look after bubs, watch over bubs when when they're sleeping during the day. Um, Get outside, get some sunshine, get some fresh air, get some movement. That's going to be really wonderful for your mental health. Um, If that's not possible, pop, Bubs in the Pram or front pack and take them out with you for a walk. That movement again and sunshine is going to be really, really powerful. Um Mm. try and catch up with friends. And if you if it's your first baby or even your second or third, find a mother's group. Um so it's kind of as long as it's not one of those mothers' groups who like they they all go on about their perfect baby and you're like, fuck you, my baby's not (laughs) sleeping.
1: There's actually (laughs) a really good Netflix TV series. Um What is it? I'll have to put in the show notes because I don't remember what it's called at the moment. But it's like working Mums. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's so funny. You guys need to watch that. So watch (laughs) that. Watch that while you're cluster feeding. Or suits. I mean, I'd watch Harvey Spectre while I did anything. So
2: you could watch suits. I had not watched suits at all before I sat down to that. And so I had many, many seasons. I had like eight seasons ahead of me. Oh, he's so gorgeous.
1: And it's, like, the whole, like, I'm really intelligent, I'm kind of hard to get to, so you have to, like, work to, like, let me, like, so that I let you in and then, like, you're so cute. And I was like, oh.
2: Is it's is a good one for that postpartum period because you can just kind of pretend that and you're Donna there. is amazing, yeah. yeah. So you can pretend that you're Donna and you can just pretend that you're, you're hooking up with Harvey.
1: While your baby sucks
2: the shit out of your nipples. <laughs> Wow, this has gone inappropriate. But you know what I'm going at here, yeah? You know what I'm getting at. Like, I'm not encouraging you to cheat on your <laughs> partner. With, <laughs> it's you can look, you can watch the can, watch the TV. You can appreciate a good-looking man. Yeah. My my husband has no issues with telling me that he appreciates a good-looking woman in the Jessica's, Jessica Alba and Jessica Biel.
1: Oh yeah, I love them.
2: Mm. Yep. They are hot. I
1: can't deny that. I'm I'm obsessed with Rachel McAdams. I just watched The Vow. Um, It's a movie. It's really good. Um, And she's just so, she's just so cute. I just want to wrap her up in like, I don't know. And she's just, anyway, this is so far off a nutrition topic.
2: (laughs) Um, Other things to help you stay sane would be use balance, essential oil on the soles of your feet. Um, I know the person who asked this, she has oils. So put your balance on the soles of your feet. Sniff your frankincense whenever you need it. Clary, calm on the inside and outside of your ankles um, and go with the flow and tell yourself this too shall pass.
1: Yeah, I love it. And I do do think um, connecting, like as you said, connecting with a good mother's group or other people that are going through the same thing is really, really important. So good stuff and, yeah, suits. Um, So, Kate, (laughs) we... We made an agreement that we did need to actually wrap this up at a certain time. So I'm going to honor that and not just blabber on forever. Um, What we're going to do guys, for those of you who submitted questions, but you haven't heard them come up in this episode, we will actually just um, flow them onto the next episode that we do. So your question will still, your question will still be answered, but it'll just be in the next episode instead of this one. Um, Keep sending questions in if you have more, because, As you can see, we like to answer questions. Um, And Kate, is there anything you need to remind anyone of? Any more essential oils classes happening at the moment or you kind of are coming up for a breather after your very busy period of doing lots?
2: I'm having a little breather at the moment, but I will be running some more at the start of July before I head away to Francais. We'll be doing some winter wellness ones. Um, but there is an awesome promotional at the moment with the free Salia Bell, which is Botox in a bottle, the beauty blend. So if you're interested in getting that, it's worth 142 bucks. So if you want to get it free, shoot me a message or shoot Nat a message.
1: Good stuff. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for helping me answer the questions um, and keeping Thank you. me mind slightly. Um, and <laughs> I will talk to you soon.
2: Sounds good, Nat. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Holistic Nutritionist podcast. Remember, we love to make the show relevant to you. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss, just submit them to podcast at nataliekdouglas.com and we'll get them answered for you. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the podcast on iTunes and share it with a friend. And if you're looking for more info about how we can accelerate your journey to optimal health, You can find me, Nat, over at NatalieKDouglas.com and Kate at TheHolisticNutritionist.com. See you next time.